Welcome to your podcast or mine, where the creative minds behind the mic are interviewed. Now, let's get things started. Here's your host, Sherry. Hi there, and welcome to your podcast or mine. On this episode, I'm speaking with Lane Hewitt, the creative mind behind Melody Motel. Thank you for joining me, Lane. How are you? I'm good. Busy preparing for Christmas and preparing to move house. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's quite a double All at whammy the same right time. there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, good times. <laughs> so, so why don't you start with a brief description of Melody Motel for our listeners? Well, Melody Motel is a podcast devoted to music. I don't do a lot of talking, really, so it's more of a a radio show in podcast format. It kind of reflects my background as a music lover and someone who likes to make a lot of mixes, and I used to have a college radio show and a community radio show, so it's it's kind of taking what I liked about those formats and uh, putting them into podcast form, which is something I can easily do from home on my own time. Yeah, it's like marrying the two, kind of like a space where you can pick your own songs, too, and and not be told what to play. Absolutely. And I I work with a theme of some kind for just about every show. I've done shows devoted to one particular band or a series of shows devoted to one particular band where I go over their whole career. I did that with Roxy Music and with Sloan. And I've done uh, holiday shows, like I did Halloween show. I did a show devoted to the year 1971, which was inspired by this book I read about that year in music. And just this morning, I finished a new type of episode that I'm doing, which is just an episode devoted to one favorite song. And uh, this one is about Tim Buckley's Song to the Siren. So I'm really looking forward to, to posting that one and hearing what people think of it. As you mentioned before, you you mainly play music and you offer some commentary throughout the the episodes. Right. And you said you you do have themes like Halloween and you had one recently that that covered fall songs and you covered the Beach Boys. What compelled you to start podcasting? You mentioned that you were in in college radio. So is that pretty much what uh, got you thinking this is a new medium? Let me start this now. I just really love to share music. I I love to share music that I like. I also have a background in music journalism. I was a journalism major in college at first and and wanted to be a writer for Rolling Stone or Spin or something like that. I went to college in the early 90s when print media was still a viable option for a career, so it seemed at the time. And I kind of got burned out on doing reviews of albums because I'm not a musician myself. And at a certain point, I felt like I really didn't have a right to criticize musicians when I wasn't making my own music. So I just decided from that point on, my my job as a passionate music fan was just to share music in any way that I could. And, and like I said, I, I love doing college radio and community radio. We have a fantastic community radio station here in Bloomington, Indiana, near where I live, and I did that for a while. I just thought, well, you know, I have this kind of backlog of knowledge of music and love to put mixes together and so on, and so how can I put this out to a wider audience? And and then the podcasting thing hit a few years ago, and 
I realized, hey, this is something that I can do from home for no money, and it'll be kind of a passion project for me or a hobby and be a sort of therapeutic outlet in my life. <laughs> right. Just going back, we share a lot of the same uh, paths. I went to college uh-huh. for radio television, and I wanted to be either you know in in radio or a music journalist. So my minor uh-huh. was journalism. So yeah, <laughs> I completely get the path. And I did college radio, and I had my own internet radio show playing music, and I still dabble in reviews, but I just do it based upon albums that I enjoy. Though I don't really like to go after a particular genre that I'm not familiar with or don't like particularly because that's not my thing. But in journalism, often you're given assignments and I guess maybe uh, 30 or 40 percent of the time you're not going to like what you get. So, (laughs) sure. Did you ever have a zine? No, but I had written for a bunch of zines. Okay, I, I, I almost I, forgot. My best friend and I had a zine for a while, and I, I would be remiss if I did not mention No Ugly Babies, which was uh, our zine in the late 90s and early 2000s. <laughs> Very cool. Yes, I, I did write for a lot of zines. One of my best friends had a zine in Denver, so I would mail her my articles. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. So... U.S. Postal Service, here it comes. Yeah, good old Postal Service. And there were a couple, Uh I wrote for a bunch of regional papers. I would basically Mm -hmm. type out my stuff and send it by fax. And then in the early ages of the internet, I had web TV so I could email it that way. So uh, getting back to the podcast, how do you record and edit your shows? Do you use a specific program or is it just basically easy as dropping and uh, pasting and that's about it? Well, I started using um, Spreaker as my my host site, and I started using their online podcasting program, which may be the only one of its kind. I don't know. I've never seen anything quite like it, but it's basically a radio mixing desk on your computer screen, and it's it's really handy. It was really good for me as a beginner to get me going because I had some familiarity with that technology anyway, but other than the fact that you can only use one hand at a time because you're limited to what your mouse can do, it's just like doing radio. You're fading things up and down, and you're doing it all in real time as a performance, You know, just like if you sat down in a radio station and did a show. And then eventually I, I got tired of some of the limitations of that and wanted to have more control over what I was doing. And a good friend was starting his own podcast several months ago, and he had learned Audacity really well, and so I just sat down with him for an hour and learned Audacity in the last eight or ten shows. That's how I've been doing it, and I love it. It's it's really changed things for me. I have complete control over everything, and I think the show sounds so much better, and, and I just I love it. Yes, I have to agree. I, I had looked at different options for hosting uh, the show myself, and, and Spreaker does allow that capability of like a live 
radio studio with, you know, especially with adding songs and audio files and things of that nature. I have to agree that Audacity gives you more control over that. What would you say is the most challenging part about podcasting for you then? Is it just finding the time or is there something else? It's absolutely finding the time. I, I would love to have a more set schedule of when episodes come out, but with my career, it's just impossible. It works out now to about once a month, which is not really often enough to build any kind of dedicated listenership probably, but that's okay. I'm mainly doing it for fun anyway, but it's it's just finding the time. I'm a high school English teacher, and my career is pretty demanding, so I would love to have more time to devote to the podcast, but most of the time it's just not there. Definitely. I mean, you're basically uh, doing lesson plans, and I was going to mention, even when you're on break, you're always trying to to get ahead of yourself and so you're not swamped all the time. Batching shows is a good idea, too, especially in the downtime, like during summer, if you don't teach mm-hmm. summer school or, you know, for example, during Christmas break. I really want to do one more show before break's over, and that, that seems like a reasonable goal for me is to is to crank out one more before the end of break and then you know after that but i do the best i can (laughs) (laughs) so if someone were to come across it what type of music would you say that you play or is it a melting pot it's basically anything and everything that that you've listened to your entire life or is is there a particular um, genre that you prefer over others well, just for my own personal listening, and when I say pop, I mean Beatles-influenced music, I guess you would say, you know, guitar pop. That's kind of my, my number one love, but, but it is a melting pot. I, pay, I play all kinds of things, you know, multiple, multiple decades, multiple genres, probably more rock-focused than anything else, but I'm a big classic country fan, you know, 50s through about the 90s, and, and that stuff creeps in, and, you know, folk, singer-songwriter, uh, Americana, psychedelia. I I like jazz. I don't play a lot of it on the show, but I, I'm open to pretty much anything, anything that fits the theme. Yeah. How has podcasting changed or improved your life for the better? Has podcasting been influential or given you any skill sets to add on? I haven't really thought of it in terms of a skill set. I mean, I I think it's maybe more a case of me getting to use some of the skills that I had that were kind of dormant. You know, that that radio training and that music journalism training and, and just being able to work in that area that I'm that I'm really interested in, because honestly, I'm probably more passionate about music than I am about English literature, even though teaching English literature and writing is my career. So being able to do that's been great. And, and you know, like I said earlier, it's just, you know, it's it's good to have a hobby. It's good to have something that's just for you. That's just for fun. There's no one making you do it. You know, there's no schedule where it has to be done. It's just pure enjoyment for myself and my friends and and anybody else that happens to listen. It's been fun to to kind of connect with other people who are doing podcasts through social media. I don't know if you're familiar with the Hustle podcast. 
John uh, Amaro. Yes, so I've, I've gotten to connect with him just a little bit, and he and I have a lot in common. And I've connected just a little bit with Pat Francis, who does Rock Solid, and that was one of the first music podcasts that I listened to a lot. And I feel like I'm name dropping here, but it's just it's it's been fun to to connect with these people that I share a kinship with. Right, that that you admire and share a, a particular love, and and I can attest with, you know, getting back into something that you really enjoy because I enjoyed broadcasting too, which is mm-hmm. what led me back to podcasts. But music, as far as I could tell, it it runs through my blood basically. And I can't sure. step away for it, from it for too long without me going, oh, mm-hmm. what can I do now that involves music <laughs> or, you know, mm-hmm. or I'm always trying to find something new that's really good or deep diving into an artist that I really like. I guess a few months ago, I, ju- I took a deep dive into Alice Cooper and just found a whole bunch of stuff that I wouldn't have listened to if I didn't really do the the research. So, I mean, there are things like that. Like and and with your podcasts too, you're opening up people's minds. Like for example, you're not just playing fun 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 by the Beach Boys, you're going into like a a deeper dive, so to speak, in, into their career, you know. You're not the, playing the, the songs the, the that everyone bearded, hears. The bearded bloated drug-addled Beach Boys. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but the lean know, years. Yeah, the lean years. <laughs> but, you know, pet sounds, you know, if people took a, a look into the history of that and, and it's been documented like that album changed the whole landscape of music in and of itself. But you know, the the Beatles got wind of it and then they up you know their game to sergeant pepper and you know everyone else opened their eyes and were like oh wait i've got to do this now i've heard a story about um i think it was a british release party for pet sounds and lennon and mccartney showed up and were probably on acid and and they were just up in the front of the room with their heads literally inside the speakers listening to pet pet sounds and it was just blowing their minds you know and said to them said you know we we've got to do something like this we've got to do something to top this and i love stories like that yeah there's a really good documentary that jacob dylan put together called echo in the canyon and i've uh, seen that yeah that might be where you you found it but you know just the history of, of you know, how people influence one another. They they fed off of each other's creativity, which I really, you know, mm-hmm. thought was cool. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. so as far as resources go, have there been any resources in, in the podcasting world that have helped you with yours? Well, just as far as the mechanics of it, um, like I said, my friend taught me how to use Audacity, and I will continually ask him questions. And, you know, I'm just kind of a basic level user. You know, there's probably a million things you can do in there that I haven't even grasped and probably never will. I I watch YouTube videos to learn how to do little things. Um, As far as finding music goes or getting ideas, I love the British music magazines like Mojo and Uncut. I read those and, and those always give me a ton of ideas. I listen to other podcasts listen to you know mixes on spotify or mixes on youtube that other people have put together and things like that and 
listen to the radio when I'm driving, just, just I'm constantly kind of taking in material and trying to file it away. Yeah, so you mentioned The Hustle and Rock Solid. Are, are there any mm-hmm. other podcasts that you listen to on a regular basis that you really like? Uh, I always listen to I'm in Love with That Song, Brad Page's podcast, and uh, he focuses just on one song, and I had had that idea and then discovered that he was already doing it, <laughs> and I thought, well, okay, should I do that too? So I went ahead and did that with this Tim Buckley song, but I think that I approach it a little bit differently than he does. He's a musician and, and approaches it from the standpoint of taking the song apart musically and you know, pointing out, you know, here's the bass line all by itself, you know, and then this keyboard part comes in and then there's this effect on the vocal and that kind of thing. And I'm not really doing that. So I fully acknowledge my debt to him and to the other guys, but um, I'm trying not to copy them exactly. But uh, listen to those. And then I listen to podcasts about other topics other than music, too, that I enjoy. I'm a big professional wrestling fan. So I listened to a few podcasts devoted to that. I really like uh, Andy Richter's Three Questions podcast that he's doing. I listened to WTF, Mark Maron's podcast, pretty faithfully for a long time. And Cocaine and Rhinestones, Tyler Mahan Co., mm-hmm. are you familiar with that one? Yes, yes. That was a, that was a big influence on me too. I I really enjoyed the not only the material he was covering, but I liked his scripted approach, and it kind of showed me there's a different way to do this. Because I'm always doing my podcast alone, I really don't have access to other people or guests or anything like that, and I'm not just going to sit there and ramble extemporaneously. So if I'm trying to really tell a story, I want to script it. And when I heard Tyler Coe do that, I thought, oh, cool, you know, I I can do this too, but, you know, tell different types of stories than he's telling. Yeah, I I love pretty much everything that is devoted to music. And that one, Cocaine and Rhinestones, is is definitely a, a unique take on podcasting and music. You get a little bit more insight and into country music and the things around it. It's not canned, I want to say. You know, it's just, you know, right. it's just a, a cool way to le- to learn about country music and, and the genres around that. I hope he comes so, back. It, you know, the, the second season of that is still somewhere out there in the ether. <laughs> I, I, hope, I hope he returns someday and he's not like uh, Harper Lee or somebody who never, you know, publishes one yeah. masterpiece and then 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 never repeats it. Right, right. <laughs> so uh, what advice would you give to someone who wants to podcast? Uh, do you have any suggestions or tips or guidance? I, I would say just start listening to other podcasts that you're interested in and take note of what they do um what their material is, you know, how how they structure their show, you know, think about whether you want to do a show that's based on conversation between two people or interviews like a lot of podcasts are or if you want to do something solo and um just just decide where you fit in in the whole landscape of podcasting, I guess what what you can do that's a little bit different. 
because there are so many of them out there competing for people's time, you know, and then there's so much entertainment available anyway that you really have to grab people's attention to get them to devote a half an hour or an hour or however long your show is out of their day and listen and or do what I've done and decide that you're really not going to judge it based on how many people are listening because if I did that, I would be very sad, <laughs> you know, because I'll only have, you know, maybe 50 people download an episode or something like that, which which compared to a lot of podcasts is, is nothing. Um, but still, hey, that's 50 people, you know, I mean, who are getting some enjoyment from what I'm doing, so that's cool, but – I'm just doing it for my own enjoyment, and if anybody else happens to listen, that's that's great. But um, I'll still keep doing it. But you know, I've tried to try to find a niche. You know, I, I have things in common with all these other podcasts I've mentioned, but you know, it's it's a little bit different because it's me and my own experience and my own perspective that I'm bringing to it. So that's that's the advice I would give is is to listen, listen and learn. If you know other people who are already doing podcasts, by all means, pick their brain and, and talk about things like recording equipment and microphones and where to host your podcast and things like that. Yeah, and there are a lot of great forums to go on, like even if it's Reddit or Facebook or Twitter, you mm-hmm. can throw it out anywhere on, on the Internet and someone's going to help you because I think for the most part the podcasting community is very, very supportive of one another. I think so. I think so. You know, no nobody's getting rich from it for the most part, I think. And so it is, yeah, pretty supportive and, and neighborly community. A, a lot of people, I think, through podcasting have found um, that they really do have a lot more in common with a lot of other people than they think. <laughs> you know, it's like us talking about our backgrounds being so similar. You know, with without podcasting, I don't think people would find those communities as easily and that's that's really cool yeah yeah so a topic that is unrelated to podcasting but kind of related to yours so if you were to have any three musicians over for dinner dead or alive who would you love to have a conversation with at the table (laughs) well my all-time favorite band is guided by voices and I've interviewed Robert Pollard before, but he's really fun to talk to, and it's been a long time. So I would love to have dinner with him and catch up on what he's been doing lately. The members of Sloan, and Sloan's another favorite band of mine, and I got to see them in – it was earlier this year. I can't remember what month it was, but I got the chance to talk to them after the show for a few minutes, and they were the most friendly, conversational band that I've come across in a long time as far as having a a quick talk with them after a show they actually were asking me questions about what kind of music I liked and um, my friend that was with me talked to them about recording his own music and they were very enthusiastic about that and very encouraging so it would be fun to sit with those guys and and have a dinner as for another one Maybe Marty Stewart, because you always see him as a talking head in these documentaries about all kinds of music, mainly country, but other types of music, too. And he seems to just be a wealth of information. So it would really be too fun to talk to that guy. Yeah, I 
I didn't even think of him, but I agree. He's in a ton of documentaries, and he knows a lot of people and knows a lot of things. So obviously, yes. <laughs> so he always he always shows up dressed like a, a 19th century stagecoach driver, you know, in every one of these things, and but he's always very knowledgeable and entertaining. He does, and he looks the same. <laughs> My mother and I went to see uh, the Bacon Brothers, and Marty uh-huh. Stewart was was playing, uh, I guess, a couple of nights after. And I was like, he looks the same. <laughs> what mm-hmm. time machine did I he actually come out did, of? Uh, you know? Yeah, yeah. I actually did meet him once. I had forgotten about that. My parents took me to a ton of country music shows when I was a kid. And uh, one particular venue we went to, every single artist that played there signed autographs after the show. And so... I got to meet him, and I was a teenager at the time, and, and he was way shorter than me except for his hair. His hair was so <laughs> tall, it almost made us even. It was just – it was amazing, that guy's head of hair. It was a lot blacker then, but still, you know. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's a cool story. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that. So, sure. Lane, how can people find Melody Motel? On social media or listen to the podcast? Well, it's on Spreaker, so that's that's the home site for it. It's on iTunes. It's on Spotify. It's on Stitcher. There are probably other podcatchers that you can find it on that I'm not even aware of. We're on Facebook. I shouldn't say we. I am on Facebook at Melody Motel Pod. And um, also on Twitter at Melody Motel Pod. Isn't it funny when we talk about our podcasts, we always refer to it as we, even though for the most part it's a one man band or one woman band. I, I don't know why that is. Yeah, I don't know why that is. Maybe because we're all naturally modest and self-effacing people when it just seems weird to say I, you know, I, I don't know, but yeah, yeah well, you're right, we all, we all do that. <laughs> or we'll refer to ourselves in the third person, like, oh, Sherry's interviewing this person. Well, yeah, I know <laughs> I am, but <laughs> so, right, uh, do, right. you have a, do you have any closing thoughts that you'd like to share uh, with people who are just discovering your podcast or who have listened to your podcast and maybe came here to learn a little bit more? Well, if they're already listening, I would say, hey, thanks a lot. I really do appreciate you listening to it, and and I hope you're getting some enjoyment out of it, and I hope you continue to listen. And uh, if you haven't listened before, give it a try. Uh, The episodes tend to be pretty short, and that's kind of because of the limitations of the package that I purchase from Spreaker. My shows can only be 45 minutes at a time, but I kind of like it that way because – so many podcasts are so long, it's just almost impossible to get through them and unless you have a really long commute or something. So I would say it's it's not going to take up too much of your time to just give it a try, and, and maybe you'll enjoy it. Well, Lane, I appreciate your time and for coming on the show to talk about your podcast with me. Hey, thanks for having me. This is the first time I've done anything like this, and I've been looking forward to it. It was really fun to talk to you, and and I'm grateful for the exposure. I I hope more people tune into the show. Thanks, and 
again, have a great holiday season. And to those listening, thank you for joining me on your podcast or mine, and we'll chat soon.